big hearing gets underway at the Capitol today as we look into a possible corruption of House Speaker Mike Madigan. And joining us now is Professor David Parker. He is with St. Xavier's uh, University. He's a fraud and corruption expert. And uh, Professor Parker, good morning to you. And uh, first of all, you know, obviously today on day one of an investigative hearing like we're having at the Capitol today, um, there's going to be a lot of rules and procedures put in place. How important are those when it comes to, to finding out and prosecuting somebody with corruption? No, rules and procedures are very important. Again, he's got uh, the speaker has rights, individuals have rights. We want to make sure of the fairness of things. So, the rules and procedures are very important. Now, uh, the uh, the hearing is going to be conducted uh, bipartisanly. We got uh, Democrats who are controlling the hearing and Republicans uh, as the minority, but it's three three split there. Uh, do you foresee that that's going to um, cause any kind of issues in how this proceeds? And if the, you know we do get to the conclusion of this hearing, what kind of resolution may advance to a disciplinary committee? There could be a, a standoff. I mean, certainly a lot of times you'd rather have an, an odd number than an even, an even number. Um, hopefully, it'll be bipartisan. It'll remain so, and it'll be a you know a fact finding mission, and we can avoid the partisanship. David Parker with St. Xavier University joining us to talk about uh, fraud and corruption. Of course, there's going to be a lot of focus on uh, the ComEd scandal. And just to kind of, I guess, take a step back here and kind of unpack what the the ComEd scandal is here. From your understanding, David, uh, and the reports that you've seen and um, uh, the documentation you've seen, I guess boil it down for listeners. What's what's the crux of this story? Well, as far as this political patronage, ComEd was basically giving things to individuals. If we're not talking about bribes, we're certainly talking about gratuities. So giving anything of value to influence official acts and performances. Um, so it was kind of a, if you're looking at bribe, kind of a quid pro quo. On the other side, you would say, okay, just gratuities, kind of a form of a tip. If you do something for us, there's going to be Again, anything of value given. So ComEd won several multi-million-dollar contracts as a result of legislative decisions. Um, what kind of influence was used to see that legislation through uh, the awarding of contracts through? Professor David Parker is with us from St. Xavier University. He's a fraud and corruption expert at uh, WMAY at 92.7, 94.7, and 9.70 a.m. Professor, let's talk about the individual with Mike Madigan. From what I've read as far as uh, things go, he doesn't carry an email, doesn't carry a cell phone, has, has basically uh, has this working understanding where he basically nods at people and they know exactly what to do. How difficult is it to prosecute a person like that? It could be very difficult. I mean, how do you get into somebody's head, especially when you're trying to prove intent? Um, it's hard to get in their head. If there's an email, there's there's something that can be used as evidence. If there's text, there's something that can be used as evidence. You know, things over the phone could be wired, you know, tape recorded and all. So it could be very difficult. Um, it's very shrewd. <laughs> And, you know, it's a smart, you know, smart approach. Yeah, in a way, you know, I'm I'm not trying to associate things, but just this is almost like a, a prosecution of a mafia boss. I mean, I think you could make the same argument for people that are organized crime that 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 people, you know, just kind of give a nod to somebody and they know exactly what to do, but that person didn't give them an order, did they? You know. Right. There's a, there's an implied understanding. And you mentioned a lot of the, the indictments now are coming under RICO. And, and RICO was originally a racketeering to go after big crime. And 
it has been used very successfully, both in the in the, um, criminal and civilly. What does this say uh, about Illinois in general um, when we're we're having these conversations about you know about think, Rico right. about uh, right. you know do nothing jobs in exchange for favorable legislation and we had just it, listen Madigan's not the, the not the only person that's been under the microscope here. You had Louis Arroyo, state representative charged with bribery. He resigned. You had uh, uh, Martin Sandoval uh, doing some things with the red light cameras that was uh, illegal. He resigned. You've got another state senator, Tom Cullerton, who was charged with uh, um, essentially uh, having a ghost payrolling job with a labor union. He's still in the Senate. Uh, What what does this say about how Illinois conducts itself uh, in state government? I think a lot of people are concerned with it. There's there's reason to be concerned, but I think these types of conversations are incredibly important. I think the average citizen you know, wants to see these conversations and action being taken. They, they want ethical leaders. Yeah, getting back to that, you know, there's been a big move uh, that uh, before the pandemic here in the Illinois legislature about getting ethics reform and getting a, a plan in place. And we had the Better Government Association that came out with their recommendations yesterday, and we went into depth on those. You know, how important are ethics in this to, to, to fight fraud and corruption? Is it something, Professor Parker, that it doesn't really matter what that is, that crooks are going to be crooks, or can ethics uh, stem off some of this stuff? Oh, they can definitely make a difference. Uh, You know, uh, an ethical culture makes all the difference in the world. A lot of people are situationally honest and dishonest. They'll just kind of follow the culture of things. Um, So you do have leaders. You do have role models. The the, the numbers based on the studies you see vary, but, you know, you can use, say, an 80-20 rule. So you got some people that are just – they're just – Dishonest. They're unethical. You've got other people that you know. They they they're the most honest people in the world. They'll get too much change at the store. They'll get home. They'll realize they got too much change. They'll turn around, get in the car, and drive back to either give the change back or or pay for an item that they didn't pay for. A lot of people just kind of fall in the middle of things. But I think generally people are ethical. People are good, and and, and they'll follow. They I think people prefer to follow the good. So these conversations and ethics is very important. David Parker, uh, professor at St. Xavier University. Uh, We're definitely going to be touching base with you as this story continues to progress. Uh, So greatly appreciate your time. I got to get out of here and head to that hearing because it starts at nine. So I got to get across town. (laughs) Exciting stuff. Thank you for this opportunity. Yeah, Thank you, Professor Parker. We appreciate it.